0: The terror attacks, the, the horrible killings, and um, just as a very like um, heavy, horrible feeling that adds up on our broken hearts, uh, torn hearts. Anyway, uh, um, I think that we need to. I need that, I think that we should like talk about this. Understanding, But sometimes in life, things are not, not okay, not good. We're not happy about them. It's not okay for us for wrong things to take place. And many of the people are trying to run away from that feeling and to avoid it by denying it, by f- trying to justify it. To find reasons why it should be that way and why that we must accept it and on while our hearts are refusing to to embrace this kind of feelings and with all our hearts we want to to fight and full of uh, of frustration and resentment we are going against our nature to to convince ourselves that, it's, uh, that that's how it's supposed to be, that that is the way, and on. And again, I'm not coming to contradict someone that has faith and really sees that that is the path, whatever. Just, I never saw in my life journey, as a person who is seeking for the truth, and especially after realizing there is a maker in the world, and now, I want to connect myself to him. I never found it right to have a different feeling in my heart than the things that I'm saying to myself. I never felt like it's the right thing to contradict my own feelings and my own solid understandings of our life purpose. And, um, and I think that That uh, great uh, bravery that I had to, to face my own fears and to confront them and to admit my own mistakes and to take full responsibility on them gave me a great ability to know the maker and to understand his ways. And to a certain extent, I can relate to that greatest example of Moshe Rabbeinu, of the head of all prophets, the main leader, the example and role model for all all prophets and leaders of our nation, always as he should be because of his greatness, we saw that Moshe took some brave decisions going into places that will will seem to be not by the guiding of Hashem, not as Hashem told him, not as Hashem commanded him, but felt in his heart that that is the right way, that that is the right path. And after a while, that in that journey, he had to, to go on his own and and to figure out things on his own because there was no direct guiding. There was no one to tell him, yeah, you should do this, yeah, you should do that. No, it was him and his inner senses. It was him and his conscience. It was him and his understanding about Hashem and Hashem's will And he took some brave decisions that after the fact were confirmed to be truth. Even though that Hashem told him even the opposite thing and Moshe contradicted Hashem's sayings, after a certain time, Hashem admitted that Moshe was right and that he was wrong. Now, what? How can you say that about Hashem? There's no problem. Moshe learned his humility from Hashem. Hashem is even more humble than the most humble person in the world. Hashem does not have a problem to admit his mistakes. And if he does have a problem to admit his mistakes, so we will help him. And if people have problem with me, that I'm saying that Hashem made mistakes, first of all, the. End session is a very comfortable button. You can always press it and go to your refrigerator and shove some uh, sweets to your belly and be happy that you found your path in life and you don't need to suffer to see my lovely face here on screen. That's first solution. Second is that uh, definitely if you're going to put your mind a little deeper into the verses, you will find my words correct. Because the real truth is that Hashem admit few times on making mistakes, on doing things wrong. And there's no shame in that. Even if you're the maker of the universe, do you think that it's such an easy mission to be in charge of such brats, billions of, of hustlers, Billions of criminals that, like, don't have no day of rest, even on Shabbat. Do you think that it's easy? You cannot handle yourself. We cannot handle our own children in our own houses. In the best periods of times in our lives, we're not able to handle things right. The maker of the universe, you want to say, yeah, but he's great, and on and on. Definitely. No one contradicts the fact. No one is... For a minute, no one is doubting his greatness. Just that the operation that he created is so unique and so special that he created a gap. He created an empty space inside creation that in that place he gives us the power, the most like the the biggest wonder of creation, the free will. He gives us the ability to choose to go against his will. Think about electricity that runs from one side to the other, a stream of water that is going down the, the hill, and suddenly it gets the power to go opposite, to oppose to argue, to fight, to say, no, I'm I'm not streaming anymore, no, I'm not flowing anymore, no, I'm I'm stopping right here. Suddenly he has a say. That's what Hashem did with us. He built machines that's supposed to work on energy and like a dog, like any animal in the world that runs after his ur- urges, after his needs, after his crazy desires or thoughts or fears and does not have no self-control, and he will just go and fetch and, and achieve what his heart desires with no held backs, we were supposed to be the same. But instead of limiting us to that natural and limited in function creation, he, the maker of the universe, planted a crown on our heads. He gave us a soul. And that soul is godly. So think about like the energy of a godly portion. It freaks out the body. Like it it electrifies the system. It's, It's different. It's not the same. The spirit of animals is also going down like physicality. It's also a material. It's also a creation. But our souls are godly. They're different. They're from above. That's the only creation that is completely from above that is dressed and covered in physicality. The angels are also from above, but they're not covered in earth. They're not planted into bodies. Therefore, they don't have no contradiction with their will. When they want to do the will of Hashem, they go and do it. They just fly high, and, and, and speeding up and doing their job in perfection and standing to get another order from the maker of the universe, full of greatness, full of joy, full of satisfaction, full of, of gratitude, full of, of simple understanding. Okay, that's who we are. That's what we want to do. They don't have an evil inclination. They don't have the power of gravitation that is pulling them down. Pulling them to sadness, to depression, to self-blame, to to self-criticism, to self-hatred, to false imaginations, to empty and dark places of despair and sadness and depression. And me, I'm the biggest hater of those feelings. Like I can't stand the fact that we are so trapped in them because they are our evil inclination and we relate to them as us you became a family member with your murderer like your rapist made you his husband like that's that's your situation like it's such an abuse that is taking years on years and generations and generations that the molester became the father like he like he is your supportive he is your like people even like consider that evil inclination as god All those preachers and all those speakers who are violent, that are like using threats and violence and anger to blame their followers and to threaten them and to tell them, you don't know what's going to happen to you. And if you're going to do this, and going to do that. God will punish you. Hashem will punish you. Jesus will punish you. I don't know, like all the sh'tuyot. All the nonsense that people are saying. You won't be healed. You won't be... Protected, You won't be saved. You won't be corrected. You won't have tikkun. Nonsense. Nonsense. There was one rabbi that testified on Lagba Omer, on the Hilula, the Yorzite of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, a few years ago. He was standing and he saw the mixed dancing in the main area of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, men and women dancing together, and he felt such a disgrace to the name of Hashem, and he didn't know what to do with himself, and he was so furious and felt like he had such a holy feeling of great rage, thought to himself, I'm Pinchas ben Elazar, ben Aaron Kohen that came to save the world with his pure mind and solid understanding of the will of Hashem, went into the dancing area and started separating people and screaming on the men and shouting on the women and embarrassing everyone and fighting for Rabbi Shimon's whatever, his own imagination. And he went to sleep um, exhausted in the end of that night after fighting Milchamot Hashem, Wars of Hashem. And he had a dream that a gigantic pillar of light, a figure from above that he was not even able to see was standing above him and told him, I came to take your soul. And he was terrified. He said, why? What happened? He said, you disgraced me. You destroyed my anniversary. You destroyed my Ilula. He told him, are you, are you Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai? He answered Yes. And I'm blaming you for destroying the most important evening of of this year for me. Now, you can look at it from many angles. First of all, that person had the merit to have a vision with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. You cannot argue with that as well. On the other hand, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai expressed to him, and he admitted, he confessed his mistake. I was too strict. I thought to myself that I know what I'm doing. But he didn't know. He didn't know what it means to hurt a person. He didn't know what it is to hurt someone that is happy, to take his happiness away from him. He didn't know what are the great outcomes of happiness of people of Israel. He didn't know how innocent people are that they just do not understand if they're causing damage even. It's not even crossing their mind that they're doing something wrong. And then when a person does not realize that he's doing something wrong, in that situation, he's not being judged so severely as you, that you think to yourself that you have so much knowledge. Different trials, different cases. So you cannot judge him based on your understandings of purity and holiness and kedusha. It's not your level, it's not your place. You cannot judge a person until you get to his place, into his shoes. And you can never be in someone else's shoes. There's no way in the world that you will really be able to understand Him. And if you do want to understand Him, the only way to do it, somehow, finally, somehow, that Hashem will take you there, that you will understand someone, is by wanting the best for Him. When you want the best for Him, that's what you care for, you you might understand what He needs in His life. But when you are still self-centered, you cannot understand anything about him. Definitely you won't even understand about yourself, but about him, definitely you won't understand anything. You haven't went out of your own bubble. How will you understand other people's center point? You're not even in the area, you're not even close. So the real truth is that we should just understand there is an evil inclination and he is all the negative thoughts. He is all the sadness, sadnesses, all the depression, all the most justified feelings of loneliness and depression and sadness and despair. All those most solid understandings about your life failures and, and the fact that you messed up so many times and that your life is the evidence for your failure. Like all that, crappy junk is the evil inclination forming into your brain. That's exactly how he's catching you with thoughts. So he's taking those thoughts and holding you, trapping you in his cell, in his prison, minimizing your self-esteem, lowering your... Uh, your, your motivation to develop and to grow and to do good things in life, blaming you for things that you never done because you're not the maker of the universe. You cannot blame yourself to have a big nose when you did not create your nose. You cannot blame yourself for having a bad memory when you can just not remember. If you would be able to remember, you would remember, but you do not so how can you blame yourself for not? If trauma has erased your memory, if your pressure is erasing your memory, if cigarettes that you smoke erased your memory and you don't know it, if iPhone um, are erasing your memory and you're not aware to all this energy and you don't know. If it's beyond your power to correct for now, and only when Hashem will have mercy with you so He will bring you back on track And it's not in your power to change. So what are you blaming yourself for? And when you are, you are giving energy to your own evil inclination, to your destroyer, to your shredder, to to make chops of, of, of you, to just destroy you, to cut you to pieces, to grind you to dust. And for what? Because he said so. That's like that's, that's the, the reason. That's why you give him the power. Because he claimed for it. Because he wanted, And you're too scared to confront it. And to say, no, screw you. I'm not giving you my energy anymore. No, I want to live. I want to live forever. That's what you need to sing. Every day. Every day. You need to sing to Hashem. You need to sing to yourself. You need to relax and to, to chill and to remind yourself. Okay, so life brings you evidence for you to be lousy, for you to see how horrible you are. You don't need to buy everything that someone wants to sell you. If someone wants to sell you lousy products, you don't buy them. No, but listen, it's the best product. And you look at it, it's fake. It doesn't work. It's, it's going to break in 20 hours. Like After 20 minutes of use, it's going to break. You're going to put $20 on it? What, are you stupid? And here you're not putting $20, you're putting 20 years of your life on your stupid thoughts. Giving him the power to destroy your life, to kill your motivation, to take your will away from you. And the good inclination means the sound of your soul, means the the sound of the maker of the universe that is blowing the shofar that is your soul, is the positive way of thinking of your mind. It's your hopeful thinking, it's your positive thinkings, it's your faithful thinkings, it's your desire for the truth, it's the sense of responsibility, it's your sensitivity to other people's will, it's how compassionate you are, how generous you are, all the good attributes. When Hashem said to Hashem, when Moshe said to Hashem, Show me your face, I want to see your face, Hashem told him, you cannot. And then turned his back away, turned his back, and shown him the tie of tefillin, the back of his head. And from the back of the head of Hashem, Moshe learned 13 attributes of kindness. He found 13 ways how to attach Hashem in moments that are after despair, that you cannot see godliness. When did Moshe saw? The 13 attributes of kindness means 13 ways to connect to Hashem based on Hashem's kindness to us in moments that only based on kindness, we can be redeemed, we can be saved. When Moshe found those 13 channels, after Hashem told him, I want to demolish the people of Israel, I'm going to destroy them all. And Moshe told him, no. Please don't and begged and asked. And Hashem told him, I'm sorry. I'm turning my face away from them. So Moshe answered to Hashem, if you're going to do so, erase my name from the book that you wrote. Moshe stood against Hashem and told him, if you are taking your mercy from us, erase my name from the Torah. I don't want my name to be mentioned in your Bible, in that book that you wrote. Until now, it was the book that Moshe wrote. Now Moshe is bringing it back to Hashem and tells him, it's your book, put your name on it, I don't want it to be written here. With that great argument, with that super brazen approach, Moshe is able to change Hashem's opinion. And then Hashem is telling him, you know what, I'm going to forgive them as you ask me to. And take away the curse and bring the blessing. This is the power of a true leader. And that's the power that's supposed to function inside of us in any time that we see lack of mercy. If there's no mercy, I don't have a place here. If there's no goodness here, I I do not belong here. I don't want to be here. If you're not going to be nice, I don't want to spend time with you. If you're going to fight, I'm not here. Me inside those arguments, me inside those fights, I'm not playing. I don't want to be part of this mess. I don't want to be part of this lashonara. I don't want to be part of this war. I don't want to be part of this violence. I don't want. I'm not. I want to fight for good. And I will. And then Hashem will follow you. Like the diverse is saying, yaseh, Hashem will follow the will of the righteous ones. And you can make yourself righteous. No one is holding you back. The evil inclination is putting negative thoughts in your mind, but he's not able to tie you to those thoughts. Those thoughts are not restricting you, are not forcing you they an option that is being given to you, exactly like the positive thoughts. And you can choose to go with those or with these. This is your option. It's your power. You have the free choice. This is the craziest thing ever. And Hashem made that creation the weirdest thing, impossible to understand. He gave us the ability to go against His will. You cannot understand, even if you think about it, like you can like without thinking, you can say, Oh yeah, amazing thing. Like you you don't think about it deep enough. If you're gonna think about it deep enough, you're gonna understand that it's an impossible thing to receive. Like it's 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 like the worst curse and it's the biggest blessing. It cannot be done. And when you do it, so it's amazing. It's like it's 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 impossible because the the power of Hashem is so strong. Hashem is not like a light bulb. Hashem is not like water. Hashem made water without even like putting an effort to it. Like all the water in the world that was ever invented, all the waves, all the angles, all the temperatures of water, all the underwater streams, all the depths of underground, the wells, the springs, the rivers, the waterfalls, all the lakes, the ponds, all the the sunrises, all the reflections of light that ever been reflected from any angle on all kinds of water source, all the wonders, all the satisfaction of water that thirsty people received from water in the desert or in the freezing cold, No matter which joy of shower after two years of being in prison, I don't know, all kinds of outcomes that came out of water is the creation of water. Also, all the tales of water and all the books that the word water is written and mentioned and all the bedtime stories with Water And all water aspect in creation, when you talk about your spirit, that you are expressing it as water, it's the creation of water. And all of that, Hashem just did it without saying a word. With the breath of his mouth, when he said tiny letter, hey, like the letter H in English, that's what he did. And created all the worlds. Worlds worlds in depth, all the atoms, all the depths, all the heights, all infinity and beyond. Everything. He just made it. He's way greater than that. It's for him like a husk. It's like a peel. It's like nothing. It's like dust in the wind for the maker. The energy of the maker is such an force, such a power, and we are so blind to see it, like the separation that he had to make, to put between us, for us to be able to experience him without being completely attracted to him, swollen to him, like magnetized to him, in the speed of light to infinity, and and just to disappear into his greatness. For our souls not to fly out of our bodies in a second and to be gone. That's the biggest wonder. It's like, it's impossible. How? How? Water are are being drawn to water. Everything is being drawn to its own kind. We have a godly soul within us. It desires Hashem. All the time, it desires Hashem. You think about yourself, like, how crazy you are. Look at yourself, like, am I crazy? Yeah. Yeah sitting at home in front of my computer, desiring Hashem, and you don't even know what you're desiring, wanting to open books, opening a Hebrew book, you don't understand the letters, you don't understand the words, and you're drooling on that book, your passion and your desire, as if you found something that you know about, and you don't know a word in Hebrew, like you look At those books, it can be like yellow pages, and and you'll be so excited about it. How come? Because your soul can see from far, from such far. And where is that far? Where where is that distance? Where is that? Where is that place? It's it's inside you. It's inside of you. There is a godly soul that is attached to infinity. Infinity is inside of you. Infinity is not in the sky. In the sky, it's the empty space. That's emptiness. When you look out, the furthest that you can see is the empty space. It's emptiness. The purpose of this creation, the highest place of this creation, outside, external, is emptiness. Is the empty space. There is no light. There is only vacuum over there. There is death. Nothing in the heights to look for. The real heights are within the person's soul. <coughs> and only that we need to desire and search. Only that. And if you're going to keep, keep, keep giving your energy to those outsiders, to those suckers of, of, of energy, they're going to take it. They're going to take as much as you're going to offer, as much as you're going to give, they will take. They will take and take and take and take and take, and they won't stop. Because they are receiving their life from your mistakes, from those moments that you spare your treasures with those villains when you violate Shabbat, when you eat unkosher food, when you eat without blessing, when you talk Lashon when you touch yourself in places that you're not supposed to, if a person, God forbid, spilled his sperm outside the knot in place of Kedusha, when a person is not guarding his eyes and watching them filthy things, when a person's thoughts are wandering into sadness and depression, External powers are putting their plugs to your brain and sucking your energy, taking, pulling, 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 pulling. You're crying and they're collecting the treasures. You're whining and complaining and arguing and fighting and, and cursing and swearing. And they're taking letters. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Collecting, collecting theirs because it's evil. It came out evil. It came out awful from your mouth. It's theirs. They have a hold to it. They can take it. I'm depressed. You're depressed? Thank you. Welcome. Give us another hour of your energy. Give us another day of your true potential. Oh, we need you. Thank you. We love you. We care for you. You belong with us. That's the way of the evil inclination. He makes a joke on our account. He does not stop. He took the most precious ones from our camp. He killed the most innocent ones, the most righteous ones, the pure in their hearts, the most brave ones who fought for our people, the ones who went ahead in front of the camp. They, they've they been took up as well. And he's consuming and consuming and consuming. If we not going to put a fight against the evil inclination, he might consume us as well. But we have the power. Every individual, you have the power to cross the ocean on dry land. Moshe, when he opened the sea for the people of Israel, it was for the people of Israel. When Yeshua opened the Jordan River for the people of Israel, it was for the people of Israel. When Elijah the prophet opened the the the, the river, the Jordan River, on his way. And then Elijah, the, Elisha, the prophet, opened it back on his way back. Both of them did it for the miracles of Amishael to see and learn. To learn what? That it was not only the power of Moshe or the power of Yeshua. It's also the power of Eliyahu and also the power of Elisha. And if you're going to read on other righteous people, you're going to see that other righteous people did similar what, miracles as well. The Abu Chatzera family were flying on carpets. You don't believe in that? Mm -hmm. So tell me why they're being called Abu Chatzera, the, the carpet owner. That's their name. That's their family name. You think that that family name was attached to them because they were what doing? No, the main righteous person of their family, the great grandpa of that family, that his name was Rabbi Joshua, if I'm not wrong, he was... He was Abuchhatsira, he was the owner of 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 the carpet. He had a flying carpet. He would use names. He would use holy names and he would fly from one place to the other. And the Baal Shem Tov was riding his chariot and he was flying from one state to the next. And if you don't believe in that, it's your issue. The Levites were holding the holy ark and the ark was Uplifting them in the air. They were flying. They were not carrying the ark. The ark was carrying them. King David was flying. It's written on King David that he was flying. He had a war with some villain, with some giant. And during that war, he was flying. He mentioned the name of Hashem and he was flying. When Jesus stolen Yeshua, Machshmov Hashem Zichro, stolen the name of Hashem from the temple, from Beta Mikdash, and he took it out of the temple, and it was not allowed to use the name of Hashem out of the area of Beta Mikdash, and he carved and imprinted the name of Hashem on his arm, violated the name of Hashem, violated his skin by scratching his skin and writing the name of Hashem on his skin as black magic he went out and started making wonders in the power of that name. And when he was flying above the Galilee Sea, and now the Christians will say, he was walking on water. No, he was a thief and a robber. And he took the name of Hashem and used it in an unappropriate way. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Pirchiyah, that was his rabbi, that he was a gigantic rabbi, that he was a pillar of light, He said a name and flied above him. And you can now close your ears if you're too modest and humble and polite to hear. And he peed on him in the air. And by that he contaminated him. So the name of Hashem will not have the power for him to use it and fly. And that is all written in the Gemara. And you know what happened to all those to all those amazing books of ours that are describing the real history of our people and what had happened with all the villains of all generations. They were taken into the main square of the city in piles and they were lit in fire for the memory of those true testaments to be erased And they thought that they can erase them. But after they threw all the books, all the bookcases into the fire, they realized that the real true scholars already memorized all those books by heart. So the only solution that they were left with with was to burn us alive. For us not to be able to tell what happened. But Hashem works in mysterious ways. And he's taking us from one place to the next and help one person to run and one refugee from a family and one is escaping for a whole village, from a whole village. And those refugees that have been saved are the ones who gave the torch for the last generation to shine. And we received the torch. It's in our hands now. And we should shine. We should shine. We should shine the light of our souls out to the world with no fear. With no fear. Because there is no one that is able to stop us except for our own low self-esteem and our own depression. When we give it the power. But when you say stop and you stop cooperating, then wonders will take place in your life. And you will change the world with your energy. And your soul will shine shine like a lighthouse to the nations. And you'll be a source of inspiration for thousands. I once had a student. And that student started to give classes with my guidings and with my support. And I told him, if you're going to just stick around and continue doing that job, you're going to be much bigger than me. You're going to get way more successful than I. You just need to do it. But he wanted to be a real estate uh, manager, I don't know, to sell properties and to make money. So he gave up on the opportunity. But you get an opportunity. You need to take it. No one can force you to that opportunity. Oh, no, you must. No, you have a free choice. And it's very hard to help a person that has a free choice we can, he, because he can always choose differently, no matter how much you give him. I thought that I taught my kids for years what to do and what is the best. They can tell me I don't want. They can tell me I don't want. Oh, sorry, I don't want to do it. What can I do with that? Uh, okay. But well, how can you how can you like no? But listen, it's important. Yeah, I hear you, but I don't want to do it. You, you're left with no words. Also, Hashem is left with no words, trying to tell us and trying to wake us up and trying to call us and trying to hint us again and again and over and over. We don't hear. So he's lack of words. But we need to talk to ourselves and to wake up our own hearts. And then Hashem will hear our call and will answer our prayers and bring the redemption in our days. Amen. Can you hear soon? Thank you. Yes, crazy friends of mine. Someone has questions to ask. Yes, they cannot hear. Um, I have a question. Please feel um, Feel the best with it. Um, the beginning is a mystery and the end is a mystery. <laughs> it's the you, you want us to guess the question as well? That's another mystery? The Talmud. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Deeper than this reality, like consciousness, or are they like fine lines or or different dimensions? Or, um, there are different realities in the world too. Like, everybody has their own reality, and sometimes we kind of like overlap or mesh. Or, there is a power in the nature of people. And in this world, that is called the power of imagination. Now, when it's sifted, when it's clean and clear, the person will imagine only holy things in his mind. He will use the power of imagination for prophecy. He will see Hashem in his mind. But when a person fell from that pure mindset, And his imaginations are trapped in his evil inclination and he desires things and he feels like he's dying from hunger and he just ate his lunch and he must have that woman and he must buy that, must buy that house. He must, he has to. So his power of imagination is working on false energy. And then when it brings up figures to his imagination those are false. That does not stand in reality. And that's how many people are making up stories. So there are no different dimensions. There is a world that is part of infinity. So you can swim to the right for million years and to the left and to the depth and to the heights. You can investigate in spirituality in emotional depth, in physicality, into science, into holistic idea, like there are realities, but they're all here. The only question is if the person really achieved something to that direction that he went to, or that he came back with false claims of achieving something while he was just experiencing his own downfalls of false imaginations that are twisted because of his lusts and desires that are twisting his mind. So the different explanations by different holy people are the explanations of their own life experience that is different from one to the other, but does not contradict each other. And from the other side, you have those ones who just made up false stories and claim to be the truth. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Donna. A friend of ours is asking if God had a purpose in his creation, and if so, so what is the purpose of creation? So the purpose of creation is, of course, that it's wider than I can explain in one sentence or five, but um, definitely is for us to experience the world while being isolated from our source of life by being separated and to make the way back is the mission. The mission is to go back. The mission is to go back to Hashem. And when a person is doing that, so then he's completing the journey. To be one with Hashem is no problem. If Hashem puts you on His side, what's the problem? Like You're one with Hashem. You become Hashem. But when Hashem cuts you away and then all the powers like gravitation are pulling you elsewhere and then you swim against the stream and you carve your way back, that's greatness. And for that, the person shall be rewarded in the world to come. Humble, quiet, shy students of mine, thank you so much for saving my time, allowing me to go to sleep earlier. You're so nice and precious and kind. Assalamu alaikum, Kim Severin. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you. I was just waving at you, not right, raising my <laughs> hand. But I love you. I love you too. I saw that you were waving. Thank God for waving and not weaving. Thank God for real estate agents and. <laughs> <children>. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. We love them all. We definitely do. But today I spoke with a friend of mine, and I told him, "Like, I'll tell you the truth. I cannot." He told me, "Like, how are you? What's going on?" He told him, "The truth is, I cannot wish for myself to do something else with my life. I I would never choose to do something else except of those wonderful things that I'm doing all day long." waking up in the morning to do important things, going on into the noon time, doing good things, important things, afternoon, amazing things, in the evenings, at nights, barely asleep. How can I complain? I love you. Love you, Tuhi. Baruch Thank you so much. May Hashem bring His blessing towards us over and over again and again and again. And tomorrow we will speak again and um, one hour later tomorrow. Yeah, one hour later. And, and there's a We're going to read some nice texts, important texts Bezat Hashem, to inspire our mind and, and souls as well. And on Tuesday, a wonderful podcast with Ira Michelson and Rod Bryant, good friends of mine, Bo Hashem. Happy to have this conversation with them. It's really a mind-expanding experience to talk to those wonderful people. And you're more than welcome to join us. Thank you so much, and may Hashem bless us all. Amen. Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store. Or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.